All right, so I guess we're live now. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Tom from Syracuse, New York. Uh, I play in Trail Eyes. I love Disney World. I, I love Disney in general, but Disney World's like my home base. But Okay, for sure. We're definitely going to get to Disney World, but I kind of just want to get the obvious stuff out of the way because okay. obviously everybody's um, listening to this because they love your band, Trail of Lies. And uh, you guys are about to go on um, like a crazy tour, right? You guys leave in is it like a week? Uh, I leave on Tuesday. It's it's what Saturday now. I leave in two and a half days. Uh, yeah, we're going over to Australia, playing some shows there, then flying over to Japan, playing some shows there, and uh, it's gonna be crazy. I'm looking forward to it. Now, was the thought process you guys? Since you guys were already going to be in Australia and Japan's not that far, you guys just decided to knock out uh, both countries. Yeah, fear. You know, we're already on that side of the earth. Might as well, uh, you know, make the most use out of it. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Have you ever um, been to Australia or Japan? I've never been to either. I think this is, I. I think this is all of our first time in uh, both places. Actually, I think uh, our our drummer, I think, had been to uh, he went to Australia to skate for a month a few years back. But none of us have ever played shows there or anything, so it'll be cool. Okay, that sounds pretty awesome. Um, is there going to be like a local guy that's basically going to be like traveling with you guys to show you around, and so you guys don't get lost and you guys can make it to all the shows? I hope so. I don't really trust myself to navigate down under or uh, or or Japan. I think Japan loves to just. I I, I think they're kind of like one of the, those places that really uh, kind of just have everything is okay in Japanese and or in 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 their native language and doesn't really uh, accommodate much to. Uh, foreigners, as okay. far as you know, as far as language. So I, I, I do hope that we have someone bringing us around. <laughs> so, uh, did the um like person who booked uh, the Australia portion also book the J- Japan one, or is it like two separate groups? No, it was t- it was two different things. We got we had a our record. We had a release on both both continents, both places. So our label in both uh uh life Lair regret in australia i think that the guy that runs that he put our tape he set up our dates there and uh then the people that run uh retribution records in japan set that up for us and what you know they're they do blood axe fest as well so we're playing that which is you know real big hardcore fest over there um yeah so I, that, that, i'm sorry I, I, go ahead Oh, that, that, that's just kind of what the uh, kind of the whole tour was, I guess, booked around was Blood Axe Fest. So this should be fun. Yeah, I was looking at some of the flyers uh, for your shows in Australia, and you guys are playing two days in a row, right? Um, it's like that same fest. I, I can't remember the name of it. Hold on. I think I have the flyers still. Um, nope, I don't have the flyer. But I was looking at it. And I thought it was interesting that you guys were headlining both days. Was it? Is it? I think in Sydney, right? 
Yeah, it's uh, Layer oh. Fest. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, my girlfriend just informed me that that is correct. Um, so, yeah, I know that's cool. I'm I'm flattered that some anyone would want to see us two nights in a row. Uh, you know, we're just weird, weird men from Syracuse. So, thanks. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think it's pretty interesting to see one band headline uh the same fest two nights in a row i think that is um, pretty awesome i know if i was like a foreigner i'd definitely be stoked be getting my money's worth yeah dude i feel it's, i feel like this must be what tears for fears feels like definitely and as far as japan you, you basically said like this whole thing is planned around that blood axe fest correct how excited are you guys for that? Because there's a lot of bands from America on it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. We're playing Turnstiles, playing uh, Shababa, All Out War. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Easy Money's playing, uh, and then a few of my favorite Japanese bands, Numb, Sand. Uh, that this should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. The lineups, the lineup's sick, and I couldn't ask to have it in a more more exciting part of the world for me at least <laughs> honestly that's awesome i've like always wanted to go to japan it's like a dream vacation spot for me so i'm actually pretty yeah. jealous that you get to go and do cool stuff yeah and i'll be uh my girlfriend's coming over she's coming after uh she's coming for the last show and then we're we're actually gonna be over there for two weeks just vacationing being tourist and uh hopefully you know two weeks sounded like plenty of time when we were first doing it and then the other night we were kind of like trying to plan it out and figure out like a schedule what we were going to do when it's bro it's not nearly nearly enough <laughs> but you know it's a whole country what yeah, you expect yeah it's definitely pretty um big out there but what are you guys trying to do with the time that you have um, so we're, the first couple of days we'll be in Tokyo because that's where the last show is. So we'll be there. And then once everyone flies out and everyone else in the band flies out, we're going to head, then we're going to go to Fuji. And I think we're actually, a, a lot of people don't climb it. They just go somewhere to see it. But I think we were looking into a, uh, climbing, um, which sh- should be pretty cool. It's, it's like six hours up, um. I don't know. Maybe maybe shorter down if we fall. <laughs> well, hopefully, twelve hours down. Wow. Hopefully, uh, you don't cool. fall. I hope not. Apparently, it's twelve hours down. I don't know how that works. Um, and then we're going to where are we going? I don't know. We're we're going to like an old Japan city. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, then we're going to Kyoto, then back up to Tokyo, and then we're going to hit Disneyland, Disney Sea. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> okay, so going back to Mount Fuji, uh, just curious, are you guys going to stop by that uh, Jukai Forest or the Suicide Forest? Uh, you know, I've thought about it, and uh, it seems a little depressing. I'm worried that would that would put a put a damper on on our trip. Just, but I might. We might. Okay. Yeah. 
that's fair because it's uh pretty dark in there i don't know if you guys have ever seen that horror movie where the girl goes in there and gets lost no what's what's that called honestly i'm drawing a blank right now trying to think about it hold on let me uh, try to look it up i've seen some documentaries about it and it seems bleak (laughs) yeah i used to be a fan of uh this um youtube vlogger and he went there and um ended his career yeah i yeah i uh, recall that okay okay so so the movie is called the forest it came out in 2016 it uh stars uh that girl natalie dormer okay yeah got a a strong 10 percent on rotten tomatoes oh wow sounds that honestly sounds right in my alley okay well if you ever get the chance maybe on the flight over to japan um, you can uh, watch that movie and maybe it'll pique your interest into the forest uh, yeah, I've been wondering. I've been wondering what I'm going to do to kill the time on the flight. So I think uh, going well, going to Australia. I think it's like 30 hours in transit. Which is damn. Is it, well, I'm guessing that's why you're you're leaving on Tuesday, right? Yeah, and it, it, it's like a, it's like we get there. I leave the 11th and get there the 13th, which you know, obviously part of it being the length, but then also going uh was in a uh international dateline whatever whatever that thing is where it changes days for sure going over that <laughs> you'll you're gonna be a time traveler i know i'm gonna have to let you know how the future is for sure i'll, I'll definitely ask you for um constant updates on what i should be looking forward to bottle numbers all that have you guys well obviously um you just said you're going to, uh planning on going to tokyo disneyland um, oh yeah that should be a really fun trip yeah so it's it's uh well actually i, I remember you would mention disney sea to me when we had gone to disneyland in uh in march and i i was like oh that sounds like you know i was excited i love i love anything disney but i actually recently watched like a video on it me and me and one of my other friends used to he used to always be also be a pass holder but he has he's a family man now so okay but, that's uh, fair we, we, yeah we watched a video on disney sea and i was like blown away and i feel it looks like the best disney park to be <laughs> for sure it's actually um pretty awesome i think this year that they're still celebrating their 35th anniversary oh wow so hopefully they have some. I think they they had like a special parade going on for it, but I'm not sure if it went away for the um, holidays. Yeah, I I know they're going to be doing Halloween stuff when we're over there, so I'm I'm excited to check that out. I'm excited to get some souvenirs. Uh, just you know, all in all, see you know, I know. It's, it's I I think they do their uh, haunted mansion is Nightmare Before Christmas, which would be cool. Um, which I I think California does as well, right? Uh, Disneyland. That's correct. It actually just okay. opened uh, yesterday for the season. Oh, wow. Yeah, we uh, see. I've never been. I, I mean, I've only been to Disneyland that one time when we uh, with you. Okay. And uh, you know, so I've never been able to go for holidays. But I've been. I've been. I'm a religious attendee at Disney World holidays. Um, you know, I've been try my best to make it to Halloween and Christmas every year. So I think actually right when I get back from Japan, me and a friend of mine are 
going to fly down to uh, Walt Disney World for a Halloween party. You know, try some of the snacks. <laughs> that sounds like a great time. Speaking of snacks, I, I, I'm, I'm like looking forward to hearing about all the cool food uh, in Tokyo Disney because it's so different from American food. Oh, yeah. I was, I was, uh, that was another big thing. And, uh, that they covered in the video is a Tim tracker video. Um, and yeah, some of the food looked, it actually looked like crazy good. So I'm, uh, looking forward to it. Although it's no birthplace of Doritos, like Disneyland California has to offer. Yeah. Which, which sounds- may, may I add, I was very excited that you knew exactly what I was talking about when I said I wanted to go where Doritos were invented. <laughs> For sure. I took you exactly where it was and, uh, we had a great lunch. Absolutely. I'm actually kind of sad that you've never been to uh, Disneyland during the holidays. It's a pretty cool experience. Like, yeah, the, they switch over um, Haunted Mansion and they also switch over Space Mountain. They change it to Ghost Galaxy, which is oh, awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Like there's like a like a crazy spirit chasing you through space. It's uh, wow. kind of, it's kind of scary. But uh, last year, they decided to do like a big push in DCA with Halloween. And they did uh, Cars Land is like the big spot for Halloween in DCA. They like literally um, do all these uh, awesome and crazy decorations um, in that land. Um, and also in uh, on Buena Vista Street, where they normally have the giant Christmas tree, they put up a Headless Horseman statue and the horse's eyes um, light up and uh, there's like steam that comes out of its nose. It's pretty intense. Wow. That sounds incredible. I'd, I'd love to make it out for any holiday, really, even Easter, but preferably Halloween or Christmas. <laughs> um, you know, hopefully, I mean, this year obviously is kind of insane for timing at least for halloween but hopefully next year i'm available to do such a thing by any chance do you know um when you're uh maybe gonna go to disney world when you get back from tour uh i don't i don't have a date hammered out yet it's probably gonna be you know probably i think we're playing a show shortly after we get back um like the 15th maybe or 13th so probably like probably really close to Halloween, probably, you know, just over a week before we'll probably be. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, because we're, we leave for Europe, uh, probably on Halloween, um, if not the day before. So yeah, probably, probably a week and a half before Halloween. Okay. Cause I don't think I've told you this yet, but I'm actually going to Disney world. I fly in the 29th of October. Oh, how long are you going to be there for? Uh, I'll be there from the 29th to the 2nd because I, I have to fly back that Friday because um, Dapper Day is happening at Disneyland and, and I can't miss that. Can't miss it. I, I love I love the obligations that are bringing you back. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it uh, sounds like ridiculous, but I've had this 
um, outfit planned since the last Dapper Day, so I, I don't want to miss this opportunity because if I skip this Dapper Day, then I have to go to the next one, which is in spring, and I hate the spring Dapper Day because it's so freaking hot and walking around in a nice three-piece suit sucks and I'm sweating all day. It's gross. So I'm looking forward to this one and I just don't want to miss it for anything. Wow. Okay. So they, they do it twice a year. Correct. Nice. Yeah. It's definitely an experience because, um, like it's, it's like you like time traveled back to like, you know, like the early days of Disneyland cause, um, everybody dresses up and, it's just crazy to see like the carousel full of people like all dappered out and uh like as popular as it is it, it's still not mainstream because there's still so many guests who like are so confused that day and wondering why right. like, everyone's dressed up so yeah it's, it's like kind of cool still wow yeah I'd, I'd love to make it out for one uh yeah it's it's actually it's it's, it's funny you say that it's like time traveling back i always I've always said like for, for years now that if I could ever time travel, there's two things I would do. Go to every Disney park opening. And, uh, yeah, I probably, I'd love, I'd love to go see Depeche Mode on one of their late eighties tours. That's what I would do. I don't care about changing history. I just want to see cool things that I missed. For sure. I, I definitely get that. Um, people may not know that you're a huge Depeche Mode fan. Oh, favorite band in the world. Th- that's awesome. That's cool. Uh, why are they your favorite band? Um, I, I, I feel like they have music. They have some, like their catalog is so extensive and there's kind of like song, like if you listen to like their first couple records, they're like super poppy, like feel good. And then they kind of transition into like almost like, I don't want to say industrial, but industrial influence for a couple records. And are kind of just like almost like to, to a degree sleazy. Um, and then they just kind of turn into like a dark, just a more dark band. I don't you know, that they, they, they just constantly evolve. Like, you know, there's definitely some records I like more than others, but like they haven't put out a single record that I don't like. Um, you know, since from 1981 to 20, well, last record came out 2017. Uh, but you know, every every few years putting putting out records and they're all they're all good. I get to see them. I was fortunate enough to see them three times on their last tour, and uh, I just think they're incredible. Yeah, I remember when we hung out at Disneyland, uh, you mentioned that you were going to go to Canada to see them. Did that happen? Uh, I, I ended up going to Boston. I said my roommate and I, we were we were both, were both you know, a, a bit obsessed. Uh, we were going to go to Toronto because that's actually super good thing. You know, that's three hours from us. But uh, last minute, one of our one of our friends was going to Boston had pr- pretty good seats and he just couldn't go and offered to sell them for us, uh, for like half price. So we ended up going to Boston instead, which worked out well. Uh, one of our friends from Puerto Rico was there for, uh, his, his sister's graduation. So we got to hang out with him and he ended up going to the concert too. It was a lot of fun. It was cool. Okay. That's cool. So it sounds like a way better situation. 
Yeah, absolutely. Did you drive to Boston or did you guys like fly down? Uh, we we drove. It's like, you know, it's actually Syracuse is kind of a cool location where we're four hours from Philly, four hours from New York, like a little over four hours from Boston, three hours from Toronto. So like we're kind of very central to a lot of things that you might uh I don't know, you know, a lot of things that you might be interested in, which is funny because a lot of people, you know, you say Syracuse, New York, and they're like, oh, you know, New York City. But it's not not yeah. that close. I'm just, just as much there as I just, – just as close to there as I am Boston. I'm actually closer. You know, I, you, you can get to – from my house to Canada an hour and a half. So, so that, you guys, that puts in perspective where I actually am. Yeah, so that, you guys are like uh, like upstate New York. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's Syracuse is kind of like direct middle of the state, I would say. Okay. That's awesome. You're like, uh, like four hours isn't too bad of a distance from, uh, all those other major cities. Yeah. You know, and then, then if, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. Cause obviously like, you know, a lot of like big things don't really come through here as far as like tours or like festivals, just any, any sort of thing you might want to do. But like, it's always things are always going through one of those cities and you know it's definitely i mean it can even be a day trip i've taken plenty of day trips to every every one of those locations and uh you know it's nice to kind of have that flexibility yeah like when i think of uh like those drives to like boston and like New York and Philly, I just like picture like how cool it is that you can drive like basically like equal distance to like all those different like scenes because there's so many like good bands from those areas, right? Uh, versus like out here in California, like yeah, um, I I live in Orange County, which isn't too far from L.A. or San Diego. Um, which is nice, but I, I feel like the scenes don't um, really vary that much. Um, looking at like the East Coast, um, just like all those major scenes are like so different from each other. I, right. I wish like we had the luxury of being able to um, drive to like another major scene um, without it having to be too far. Because like for us, like if we cross over to Nevada, there's like the Las Vegas hardcore scene or we have to drive down to Arizona um, and hit up like Yuma or Phoenix. But like those like for me, like to get to like Phoenix is probably like almost like a five or six hour drive. Oh, wow. Yeah, and as far as like Vegas, um, everything that they get comes out to California anyways. So it's just like there's yeah. not like a whole lot of incentive uh, for us to drive out there. Right. It, I I feel like Southern California is kind of crazy. That's like the only place. I I feel like it's crazy. Any tour I've been on that's gone over there, it's been like three dates within like an hour and a half of each other, and each one is like packed and each one is totally different people <laughs> it's it's just kind of crazy how like you know you could never get away from get, get away with that up here i think really you think like people would just have to like pick and choose and some shows would just be empty yeah i think so. i think so you know like pretty much i mean you know granted too we're, we're definitely syracuse specifically is like a smaller city but like you know if if something 
if something goes to Albany or Buffalo, which is where things would usually go over here, um, which are both, you know, two two hours, fifteen minutes, maybe, um, you know, they're guaranteed not not going to be here. Uh, don't you guys have a show tomorrow night? Yeah, we do. Uh, we're you know we're just kind of doing a little kickoff show for the tour. I think we're I think we're going to have a bit of our tour merch available there, um, which you know will be cool for anyone who wants it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's it kind of. Uh, I mean, we we had to all get together and practice anyways because we got our drummer lives in New York, guitar player lives in Buffalo. Uh, one of the guitar players lives in the bedroom next to mine. Um, and you know, so three of us live in Syracuse, but two people live far away. So, um, you know, we had to get together and practice anyways, and just figure why not just do something fun, have a show. And yeah. And is that show in Syracuse? Yep. Yeah. It's this spot, uh, spark gallery, which, uh, it's, it's a pretty cool spot. Super small, which actually, um, there, it's it's in the same building. It's the room right next to this place that we used to have called Badlands, and that was like a cool like DIY punk. Uh, it's like cool DIY like punk owned venue, um, or well punk punk rented punk ran, <laughs> uh, and it was cool. You know they would we would always the shows there were always a blast. Like I remember the last show there, like it's mad people brought fireworks. Like we're who were moshing, holding like bottle rockets and like rolling candles. And it was like, it was crazy. But and then it's funny. It was like a big deal. It was closed down, you know, closed down and it was a big kind of blow to us. And then, you know, uh, a year later they started doing shows. They, they'd always done like weird, like indie shows there and stuff, but they were always super weird about hardcore shows, but they ended up opening up more to hardcore. And, you know, uh, now, now we got, sort of like our spot back <laughs> that's awesome you guys just gotta yeah. uh, chill with the fireworks and don't scare them off again yeah exactly and you know they they properly reinforced the walls now which was was a big issue and, oh uh, people kicking yeah. holes in the wall yeah unfortunately which actually it's it was we played our first show at the spot and like uh it was like our first time playing playing the area in like close to a year, and it was funny. Like I don't know, a couple a couple people put holes in the walls, and we ended up going back three of us in patching drywall, and uh, you know we we're a, we're a, you break it you fix it type type of guys. <laughs> That's awesome. You guys definitely respect the venue and were yeah. nice enough to go back on your own time and fix it. That's cool. Yeah, man. Name another band showing up, patching up the drywall. <laughs> I, I can't think of one, to be honest. Uh, did you guys ever come out with a demo or was uh, Strength and Discipline the first release? Uh, there was a demo a long time ago. It was like 20, 2009, 2010, maybe. Oh wow, that's uh, a long time ago. And, yeah, and it was uh, it came out actually in Ghetto Josh Records, uh, but it was, it, I wasn't. It was pretty much Tom Dom, our singer, and uh, you know other other people, and it wasn't wasn't a straight edge band at the time, but okay. uh, so we he maybe when Strength of Discipline came out twenty twenty seventeen. So I don't know, like 
2016. Early 20, okay. So it was like late 2015, early 2016, Tom Dom, uh, you know, kind of hit me and a few other people up and was like, you know, because everyone else kind of that, that was in the band had moved away or, you know, just had other stuff going on. So he just hit us up and originally he didn't even want to call it trail eyes. We kind of had to persuade him to do it because I mean, I think it's, I think it was a cool name. JD thought it was a really cool name. Um, so we were kind of just, you know, we had thrown, we'd thrown a few names around, but none of them really sounded good like that. And honestly, the demo songs I thought were really good. Uh, so I don't know. I didn't really think there was a reason to throw that away. <laughs> so yeah, but he just hit us up and we, you know, I showed up, I learned two songs from the demo that he wanted me to learn and started writing new, new stuff. And the rest was history. Are any of the songs from the demo on strength through discipline or war? Uh, yeah. Control system and aggressor were both originally on the demo, um, which are both on strength through discipline. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Cause I, I noticed that, um, because I was on your band camp earlier, uh, he actual or you guys like credit um, vocal talents on Control System and Aggressor um, to two other people. Yep, yeah. Uh, on on the demo, Scott Vogel did Control System. Oh wow! And okay. Yeah, and then uh, on Strength and Discipline, uh, one of our best friends Dan K, who he he used to sing in Violent Side. Uh, He's played in like Black SS, uh, you know, it's, it's this old, older Syracuse straight as dude. He, he did it on the uh, strength of discipline. And then for control system, uh, the demo, or I'm sorry for aggressor, our friend Pauly, uh, Pauly edge. He did it on the demo and then ACE, uh, ACE Stallings from breakaway Richmond dude. Uh, he did it on strength of discipline. So, that, you know, some, that's some, awesome. Some cool variants. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely awesome. I'm not sure a lot of people knew that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people thought you know it was a brand new band. At, you know, tw- what 2016, and uh, and it's it's funny. I I've seen Ghetto Josh post a couple of times. I wish people cared about. <laughs> I wish people cared about Trail Eyes, like you know. Like, I, I wish they cared back back then when I had a boxes of records in my living room that I couldn't move. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, when the band put out the demo in two thousand nine, were you aware of who they were back then? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was a fan. Uh, I, I was playing in another band at the time, and we had played a bunch of shows together. And you know, I was, I was going to shows in Syracuse a lot, and you know, I knew Tom's Tom. Definitely, we weren't, we weren't friends like we are now, and. You know, I was friends with uh, other people in the band, but yeah. So I was I was very excited and flattered when a mere five years later I was asked to play. Well, that's awesome because you guys are definitely um, really popular right now in hardcore. Yeah, too. It's it, it's crazy. You know, it's you know we had all played in other bands before and like. I think it's kind of cool. We all kind of like learned and took, took, took lessons from every band that we played in before. And, uh, we got to kind of like figure out how to 
what works and what doesn't and kind of just turn this into like the band that we'd always wanted to, you know, wanted to do. It's, it's, it's cool. You, we, you know, obviously we've been very fortunate as well. Like some things you can't plan and, but, uh, you know, so it's kind of, I, I guess, combination of good fortune and good strategy. <laughs> I just uh, want, want to know, you guys always put out like a ton of uh, awesome merch. Uh, who's the brains behind all that? Uh, I do a lot of it. Uh, well, okay. Me and Tom Dom, I I come up with a lot of ideas. Tom Dom comes up with a lot of ideas. And then our friend Guav that does Cabal. Pretty much, I sent him really shitty iPhone drawings, <laughs> and I said, "Design this for me, please." <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'll send him like ten pictures and like circle things. Be like, "I want this font used for this," and then blah blah blah. But uh, I mean, I, I think a lot of it isn't you know at this point necessarily even our designs as much as it's like colors we use or even just like items, which um. I like to think I have a lot to do with. And you put in like a lot of the work, right? Cause the, you, you actually print your own merch, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, pr- I print everything. I actually, you know, as you know, we were supposed to talk about six hours earlier, but I was got, got caught up doing some of that. So <laughs> I was looking on your uh, Twitter earlier and you guys posted a couple days ago. Um, you guys were, um, in the print shop and it looks like uh tom's holding uh one of your new shirts is that yeah. uh i can barely see it it says like uh well obviously it says trail of lies but uh trails in red and of is in that signature blue and then lies in white yeah um but then there's like script underneath it that i i, I can't make out it's like really small it says fight for victory okay is that Probably. so is that going to be for the Australian leg and the Japan leg? Yep. Um, unfortunately, just for transportation and stuff, I as much as I would love, if it were up to me, but it also didn't take up all my time, I would I would print new merch for every single show. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it's just it just makes more sense, you know, to do a few big runs. So, you know, we did, did some cool stuff for that, though. Um which hopefully, actually, we're one item we we had to order, and hopefully, I think it's not going to get to us till we're in Japan. But um, I think it'll be cool. It'll be worth the wait. Are you doing any um, exclusive like Australian or J- Japan stuff? Uh, not including that item that you're waiting for. Um, yeah. Well, well, we did some sweatshirts that are pretty cool. They got they got flags down the sleeve with like to Australian Japan. American flags down the sleeve, which I think, I think is sick. Personally, I was, uh, well, you know, I was all butthurt that I wasn't going to be able to wear it before I left, but here we are in the 40 degrees temperatures right now in the damn summer, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but you know, we did that. We, we got some hats. We're doing another shirt that I sent out, uh, it's cold cuts to do because it was, uh, it's like, 10 colors which i can't do that on my press unfortunately yeah that's definitely a lot of colors 
Yeah. yeah. And then we're getting some new bags too, which oh. those are should be arriving in Japan hopefully. Whole, um, whole new whole new style than what we've done before. Okay, because the the last bag you guys did, I literally see everywhere. If I'm at a hardcore show, uh, there's guaranteed at least one person that's going to be wearing a Trail of Lies bag. It's it's kind of crazy, honestly, to think about. Just because, like, I mean, we 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 made a decent amount, but like, how how frequent they're how frequently they're seen? I feel like it's uh. I don't know. The math isn't there for me, but it's crazy. But it happens. Um, I, I, I guess. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I get a lot of questions. Um, people, or I see a lot of people wanting the, the bag that you guys were selling it. Uh, this is hardcore last year. The one that's like tricolored. Oh yeah. Yeah. The color blocked one. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, I actually, uh, I, I thought about doing one like that again. I kind of wanted to do something simpler. I think that one was like more extreme, but I, I also like looked back and regretted not doing more customization on that bag. Um, you know, cause all we did was a sewn on tag, which was cool. But, uh, you know, I just looking back was like figuring out like everything that we could have done on it. And I'm just like, Oh damn, I put this tag on like sick. <laughs> Well, uh, it was your guys' first bag, right? Yeah. So, so which I, I think, you know, to that was that was the first fanny pack I had seen in hardcore in the USA. I could it's I'm not I'm not saying it was definitively the first, but it was the first one that I'd seen. Okay. Um yeah, honestly, when it comes to like bands, I can only think of one other band, um, but there are a, a pop punk band that did fanny packs. Um, oh, who's that? Uh, they're that band from Chicago, Real Friends. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm familiar to a degree. Okay, but yeah, but as far as hardcore, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do a hardcore fanny pack. Well, now you have. Um, is the uh, not to give away too much detail, but is the uh, newer bag same uh, style fanny pack, or is it a, a different kind of bag? Uh, it's it's more like a side bag. Uh, okay. Kind of like uh, yeah, like one that hangs down, like you know, over the shoulder, down to the hip. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and is that going to be uh, J- Japan exclusive? Uh, I mean, if if we sell them all over there. I guess, but I, I think we'll have enough to be able to get rid of afterwards too. Um, I hope. I think I think they're really cool. I like them personally a little bit, a little bit more than uh, the ones that we did before. But you know, oh, crossbody bag—that's what they're called. <laughs> um, right, that's the official name. The uh, Trail of Lies crossbody bag. Correct. All right. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they look like. It won't be that much longer until I see one because you guys are will be in Japan soon. I know. I'm, I I can't wait to see it at, at least in person. You know, I've seen digital mockups, but that only that only satisfies so much of an urge. Yeah, I, I would always get nervous. Um, like, uh. So you've seen the digital mock-up and you didn't get a sample? 
Right. Which is usually I don't I don't get concerned too much about. Um, the only the only thing like I really make it a point to get samples of are like things that are meant to fit bodies. <laughs> okay. If that makes sense, you know, like like a, a sweatshirt or a hat. Um, I would get you know a sample sent to me, but uh, you know, cer- certain other items I would uh, you know, it's p- pretty much as long as I have the opportunity to uh, you know, it's b- pretty much as, as as long as there's good, as long as everything that I can tell as far as reviews, pictures, all that, um, you know, any any questions I have, uh, you know, meet my are are, are satisfactory to me that I'm okay with. Usually, ordering blind ish. And uh, what uh, brand of T-shirt do you prefer to print on? Personally, I like. Uh, I used to be super in all style, which is is still my second favorite. But I like next level T-shirts, which we did for our California shows uh, earlier this year, and a lot of people didn't like them. I guess they're you know they're they're like more lightweight. It's yeah, they're like too it's, soft. Yeah, you, you know, they're like they're like a lightweight like uh comb cotton uh kind of like I guess almost a fashion fit shirt you, you could call it. It's like almost comparable to like how American apparel or something would fit, but damn. Um Rest so, in I, peace. you know, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand why people don't like them, but I like it now. Is that what you're going to be going forward with? For the Trail of Lies merge, no, um, too too many too many too many complaints about it. So, oh wow, it, it was that bad? Is I guess, uh, you know, can't, can't always go by what you think is cool. Sometimes you gotta listen to the people. Yeah, I guess that's true. You gotta um, keep the fans happy. Yeah, best you can. Um, that show you guys have in October, the Edge Day show, that one's super stacked. Yeah, really looking forward to that. You know, it's uh, see, I mean, we got Regulate playing, which is probably one of my favorite favorite current bands. Which, you know, I know people might think that I say, I it's it's, I don't know if people take that seriously when when you're friends with a band, but they really are unbiased. Before I was friends with them, one of my favorite bands, and now I just happen to be friends and, you know, in a band with some of them. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that new record they put out is really good. Oh, it's it's, it's incredible. Yeah, I'm just soaked in that whole entire lineup. I'm actually looking at the flyer right now. Who do who else? It's it's us. Regulate. Uh, uh, Breakaway. Uh, True Love, Eco Strike, okay. Magnitude, and Inclination. Yeah, it's, it's a, I don't think you could ask for a better a better show of straight edge bands in 2018. Yeah, the, those ones are um, they all stand out. I love Ego Strike so much. Like I was so excited for their set at Sand and Fury this year. Yeah, dude, they're, they 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 killed it. Yeah, I don't know. It's what, cool. it, um, I, I don't know. I, whenever I, I like listen to them or just, just see them, I just feel like um, they're just a special band. So I just got to appreciate 
everything that they do now. So I'm not like looking back in the future, wishing I had appreciated them when they were around, you know? Right. Right. I absolutely no. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've lived with that regret before and, uh, yeah, you know, now it's like, every now and then, you know, especially getting, you know, being a, a little older now, uh, it's kind of like, there'll be some times where I'm like, ah, oh, you know, like tired, whatever. And then it's just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, go, go, you know, never have I ever like gone and like, you know, thoroughly, never have I gone and like, you know, made the decision to like mosh or dive during a band or something and be like, man, I was fucking wet. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's always sometimes I like will feel dragged down beforehand. And then just once I, you know, when you go for it. It's, it's, it's always like, fuck yeah. And, you know, it makes the show just so much more fun. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes, like, I, I never uh, plan to mosh. I always just go and just want to enjoy the performance. But, um, you know, sometimes if I'm just feeling it, you know, you just got to go do your thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. I mean, I think for a lot of people, Tears this band, they're definitely the band for me where, it's like, you know, you kind of be like, oh, you know, I'm just, just going to watch them. And then, like, you know, they start playing, especially, like, like I feel like Vogel is such a hype front man that, like, he'll just be like, start pulling people out. You, 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 stay, stay, stay. And you're just like, fuck, I have to. I got to go right now. And it's just like, they're a band that, like, no matter how much you are like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of chill. Like just can't doesn't work. Yeah, and Vogel's definitely great. It's it's funny yeah. seeing him do that because obviously he wants the crowd to be, um, you know, like alive and not just like bored standing around. So he tries to like include them by like acknowledging them from the stage. Yeah. It, actually, dude, it's crazy. I noticed that like a lot of rap in the last couple of years has started doing that too. Actually, just like. Last week, I saw Lil Yachty, and he did the same thing. Oh wow! <laughs> he, he 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 brought he like pointed specific people out, like got him up on the stage. He was like, dude, he was just his whole thing was just like trying to get people fucking hyped, trying to get people to do like have yeah. He was like, he, you know, he's like. You know, I need all, I need all the live motherfuckers here in the center. I need you to start a mosh pit for me. And then, dude, he's just—it was, was like—I don't, I don't, I don't really fuck with his music recorded, but like seeing him, I was like, oh shit, this is fucking cool as shit. <laughs> Wait, so if if you don't really um, mess with his music, how did you end up at a little like yachty show? Uh, she she played like a public event here, um, and you know we were we were. Uh, me and my girlfriend were at it, and we uh, we're actually we, we're we're headed out, and we we're just like, ah, well, we're we're still here. We'll go check out Lil Yachty, and then like, dude, he started. I was just like, oh my god, and I was like, I don't remember being this cool when I listened to it, and then I listened to it later, and I was like, yeah, it's kind of not, but but that was really cool. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you'd rather experience it live. Right. I, I, I would definitely see him again. And I I think that I would enjoy it more hearing it now. But I, st- I, I still might not put it on by myself. But uh, 
I would I would definitely go see it again. It was, it was, it was you know, it was cool. It's kind of like, and it it made me wonder. I was like, well, there's all these kids. You know, it's like a lot of a lot of young. You know, probably uh, old, probably late teens, early twenties, like you know, college age. Um, and I was wondering, like, is is is, is are these people that just have not been exposed to hardcore? Like, are they? It, it almost makes me wonder if people are like searching just for like raw energy that like that can they you know obviously all of us have found it hardcore but you know kind of they, they've been exposed in a more mainstream way uh so i don't know just a thought that crossed my mind if they ended up at a hardcore show would they have just as much fun i don't know yeah honestly i'd be like skeptical because i uh listen to like a lot of the quote-unquote like soundcloud rappers yeah and i've been to like plenty of those kinds of shows and it honestly is weird when um they'll like do like a wall of death or people um will get so excited to do a stage dive um and it's just so funny to me because i i look at these like um you know people who are like outside of hardcore and they do like one like just normal plain stage dive and they're just like having the time of their life and i i think about being at a hardcore show and you know the stage dives at a hardcore show are like intense people are doing like front flips like off the stage Um, oh yeah you know sprinting off the stage trying to Get yeah. as far out as you can. <laughs> like, yeah, head walking on people, just like crazy intense stuff. And there's like way more energy. And it's just like, I, I just think it's kind of like funny and like kind of like cute that they think that like their normal stage dive is like so intense. And, yeah, yeah. and in my mind, I'm just like picturing people at a hardcore show just going like insane. Right. But yeah, I, I honestly like they do like. In LA, there's like this uh, fest. It's called like uh, Nature's World. Okay, Night. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and th- they mix like hardcore bands and uh, rappers, and it- it's like kind of cool. But uh, I don't know. Like, I'm just not really into like that like mix. Right. Because like like a whole like fest with um, just rappers and hardcore. Like it sounds cool. Like I definitely like the music, but it's, it's just not like in my opinion, it's just not the same atmosphere like as a hardcore show. Right. So so does it, does it um, you know, I've never, I guess, I mean, stuff like that doesn't really happen like here, here um, in Syracuse. Does, does it seem like people like, on either, I mean, you know, obviously a lot of hardcore kids like kind of are into like rap stuff too. But like, do, does that go both ways? I mean, are 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 a lot of like the hip hop hip hop heads there and stuff? Are they like, uh, do they seem interested in like what's happening with like the hardcore bands and stuff too? I, I think from like my uh, assessment, they they just kind of look at it as like. Uh like a like, like a rock band like i don't even know if they know that it's actual like called like actually called hardcore like you know they might not they might not know the difference between going to see puddle of mud or <laughs> you know yeah like no, no yeah no I, I definitely understand what you're saying yeah i i think that they're just there and like um they definitely like hat are like or hat look like they're having a good time yeah but I, I i think for them it's just like it, it's like more filler for them 
whereas like hardcore kids like you know love rap right so I, just, I do think it's crazy though how much how much crossover there's been with stuff like obviously like a couple years ago when asap ferg did the video with like uh this balba show with uh what was it them in uh acdc or nomads acxdc i think it was Not nomads me. okay um you know with that and like uh you know or you know stuff like post malone with his video singing biohazard or uh you know or or even like different rappers now like being straight edge like i know i mean it's how the creator's been claiming the straight edge for years but uh like Lil, Lil Yachty just started saying that he's straight edge. Uh, <laughs> Is it really? And yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's you know a bunch of kind of a bit of a. I don't want to say that there's it's. I don't even want to say that it's necessarily popular yet. But like a lot of like there's like definitely a few straight edge rappers that are like have slipped my mind. But uh, also, you know, or a lot of them just claim to be like drug free, um, or you know, sober. Um, which is is, is kind of crazy, and obviously too, like a lot of aesthetic from punk and hardcore has been taken, like put into rap now too. You know, you see a lot of like bad brain stuff, or you know, like old hardcore stuff. Which I I like to think a lot of it is because they they, they are fans. Um, but you know, who know? You know, I know like Will John uh, likes bad brains. Like it's 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 pretty crazy, but it's it, it's it's cool to kind of see the crossover. And, you know, I, I do wonder if there's going to be like more people that kind of see stuff like that and, and, uh, you know, want to check it out. Cause I know personally, like, uh, I mean, I was already kind of in like punk and like aggressive music, but like something I contribute a lot to, you know, kind of like getting like deeper and deeper into hardcore is like. I remember watching a Rise Against music video and he's wearing a Bane sweatshirt, which, you know, obviously like they're still, you know, kind of more in the same world than like something like Little John and Bad Brains. But <laughs> really J. Cole and the Bad Brains, he was just wearing, a, you know, a shirt recently. But, you know, I remember shortly after the video came out seeing a flyer for Bane playing Syracuse and I was like, well, if, if, if Rise Against likes him, then... I'll, I'll probably like them. So, I, you know, I went to like their BaneCentral.com and I went to their MySpace and I learned, you know, like I knew like three songs, you know, I was like 14 years old and I was like, begged my parents to drop me off. And, you know, I, I had a blast. It was crazy. <laughs> that's that's actually pretty interesting that one music video and you sing that shirt and look, look at you now you're um you're like climbing the ranks of hardcore. You're like one of the most popular uh-huh. bands. And it, it, it's crazy. Who's wearing that shirt for like a three second clip of the video. And <laughs> it just, so just like, like stood out to you. Yeah. That's, that's wild. But, um, like speaking of like, like crossover, um, I'm, I'm like so curious, uh, uh, turnstile. They just played that, uh, made in America fest. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't seen any footage, but I'm just really curious to know like what the crowd was like. Yeah, yeah, uh, I had some friends there. I saw, I saw a lot of videos of of other thing of different like rappers and stuff they watched, but I didn't see anything from Turnstile set. 
but I, I don't know. I imagine like it's cool because like obviously they like I feel like they have a style that could that could like appeal more like if you were just like you know if you, if if you were just at that fest and like happen to catch your set like I could definitely see them being like a bit you know out of a lot of hardcore bands like Turns Out being a band that you could like you know kind of like catch a glimpse of and be like oh shit this is cool you know like everyone kind of like it, you know everyone in the band looks cool and like they have like groovy parts and like it, they're just super catchy versus you know some bands that like you know not not even say that like people should focus on like the looks of a band or anything but you know like in certain settings like that will kind of draw people to you that will kind of like make people take a second look at you and, yeah you know yeah for sure because they're all like like every time i've seen them from like their first uh time hitting southern california to even this year um they've always had like that same crazy energy on stage i, I don't think there will like ever be a boring turnstile show yeah yeah dude it's i i, I feel like it's crazy because i remember like before even uh pressure succeed came out and they just had like the demo and just like i remember listening to it and just being like oh my god what this is like i could i just couldn't believe it and uh the first time i saw him i think was here or well it was here it uh it was at a new year show and it was at the west guy community center which was like you know it's pretty small room um, you know, if you, if you ever do look up West Guy Community Center, you just could see any any hardcore band from 1998 to 2010 that you could ever think of. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it was a small room and they played. It was like, damn, title fight, dead end path. Um, it was it was crazy. It was it was uh, or maybe t- 2011, 2010, one of those years. Uh but I remember seeing him was just like unreal. I think I was I was working the door at the show, and as soon as like I didn't realize they were about to start, and they started playing, I like jumped over, jumped jumped off a table, and just tried to climb my way up. Were kids uh, super into that band at that time? Yeah, dude. They you know they definitely had one of the craziest sets uh, of the day. <laughs> Yeah, I remember, um, I'm not sure who filmed the video, but I remember the first time I heard of Turnstile, they just had their like three song demo and um, it was a video of them playing like inside some like skate park. Oh yeah, that was, uh, I think it was in Virginia Beach. I, I remember watching that video. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know what happened to it, but like I've tried to find it since and I don't think it's on YouTube anymore. Yeah, too. That's yeah. I haven't watched it in a while, but yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember watching that video too and being like, it, "I think if I remember correctly, it wasn't like an insane set." No, it was just watching. There was maybe like probably twelve kids like singing along. Yeah, I, I remember like watching it with my friend. I was like, "Dude, why don't these people like? What are they doing? Why like?" Why aren't they excited? Yeah, <laughs> why? Like, why, why is everybody so chill? Like I'd be like, f- like freaking out and like screaming along to every song. Yeah, it was. You know, I remember like, 
pretty much any anytime they've released a record, it's been like the only thing I would listen to for like, you know, months on end. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember um when they first came to California, I was like super stoked to see them, but like I just guess I didn't realize um how popular they actually were until yeah. they played because um they played in pomona at this place called aladdin jr oh yeah ben okay and uh, like the whole place was packed and everybody in the room was like singing along and i was like holy crap like like i thought i was like one of the few people that like knew about them but i was i was definitely wrong um but yeah literally the whole entire place was like singing along and i was like this is crazy this band like has to be like the next like big thing because they're so popular now right it's crazy yeah i i think i actually remember seeing videos like when that show happened i remember seeing a bunch of my friends posting videos of fucking yeah it was that was like a show like that like i feel like people will watch in like 20 years and be like like that'll be like a set people watch you know um wait so you said you've been there before yeah 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 uh i just uh, my old band uh, Warhound. We played there a few times. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. That's that's crazy. Damn. Freaking yeah. What a time! I re- I remember. Uh, I think the only time I ever saw you guys was at Sound and Fury. Okay, that was that was that was crazy because it was like it was. I, I remember like playing. We were like, I couldn't believe it because like you know I before that day I hadn't probably ever played a show in front of more than like 50 people <laughs> oh really uh, that's yeah that's crazy because uh, that was that was actually my first no that was my third show playing with them i played like on and off over you know from then until like you know until they stopped playing shows i was i was playing on and off but uh damn yeah that was like my third show with them but like you know other than that i just played in like a few you know, I played. I played in a band here. I did vocals and called Unfinished Business, and we we did like a short, like East Coast tour, actually with Warhound. That's kind of how we like met. We played a show together, and then uh, booked that tour. And I just kind of ended up rolling with them, and uh, it was cool. But uh, but yeah, after you know, sh- shortly after that, it was started to be a bit, a bit of a. Down, downhill, downward spiral. <laughs> for the band or for you? Uh oh, for the, for the band and well, yeah, I stayed the same. I stayed. I was very the, the same. <laughs> you guys played Santa Fe. Was that twenty eleven? Yep, twenty eleven. Okay. Was cool. Damn, God, it sounds so long ago. You know, I know it's seven years. Crazy to think about. Damn. Uh, when so going back to you saying that the, there was like a downward spiral for the band, uh, yeah, like what was that? Did, did it happen fast or was it just like a gradual downturn? <laughs> uh, it seemed like it seemed like it happened pretty quick, just just it, you know, it was mainly spawned of like, uh, I don't even you know, I think it might have been like a music video or uh. Were you or in like, that music video? The, the the next level one I was not in. Okay. Actually, uh, that was that was during a time that I did not play, but it was 
a video before that or I don't know, pretty much like something that happened that like I get why people might have been like whatever, like something I thought was cool, but like I get isn't for everyone. But then like, you know, the select, you know, you know how it goes, like the right people talk shit about something and then everyone's like, oh, yeah, I also hate this thing. <laughs> but oh, I think that's kind of a lot that, of what happened. <laughs> that reminds me of a crime watch that like the recent thing that, that happened. Oh, yeah. Damn, that's crazy. I remember uh, when like Warhound was, uh, you know, in all that controversy, I was on the B9 and uh, yeah, there was like a ton of people like talking trash. But then um, I can't remember one of the young brothers posted um, that he was actually into the music. And then <laughs> sure enough, like all these people started coming out of the woodwork saying that they that they were into it, too. Yeah. Uh, and there was like this big fight in the thread because people were just like, yeah, like, fuck you. You're only saying that now because uh, one of the young brothers came out and said they liked it. You guys are all liars. And it was like this like crazy thread uh, about, like you know, people like liking and hating Warhound. Yeah. I, I'll say one, one crazy thing that I guess kind of like one thing that that really like instilled into me is like almost like. It, it, you know, at this at this point, it's, you know, I'm also older than I was, I guess, which, you know, could consequently mean more mature. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> but it, I, I'll say one thing I learned from that is like, or I guess more understood was like how pointless it is to like trash talk shit that doesn't necessarily affect you. So, like, you know, I, I would just kind of, like, read stuff that people would say, and I'd be like, like, why, like, why do these people, like, what is their issue? Why are they so caring about, about, like, what we're doing? Like, what, why are they so, you know, I was just kind of, like, didn't understand, like, why people so much wanted to, like, attack a group of people for, you know, seemingly, like, nothing or something, you know, something so, like, trivial you know it's 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 not like anything fucked up happened you know it's it's not like there was any like crazy claims against us as a band it was just like someone was like oh this thing the band did was fucking stupid or whack and then it's like yeah fuck them <laughs> yeah I, I definitely get what you're saying because even now um like when people ask me about bands that i don't like um, I'm, I'm never the, the type to be like, Oh, like that band sucks. Like, fuck that band. I'll just, yeah. uh, just tell them that I'm just not a fan, you know? Right. Obviously, um, uh, somebody going to like their music. So for me yeah. to like go out and openly bash them just because I don't like them, like, I don't think is, um, cool because, um, there's somebody out there who likes it. And obviously those people are, you know, working hard and actually um, out there doing something, being in a band. Cause that's a, a lot of work in itself. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like it's, 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 you know, I mean, obviously there's certain, certain situations where like, a, uh, you know, a band or, you know, someone would do something like, that actually reason to not support something. And it's like, you know, that's a different story, but like, yeah, you know, like I'm not, and it's not, you know, it's not like I'm don't, don't want to like, it's, it's not like I don't want anyone to like know that I 
don't fuck with something, but it's just like, there's no see a point in like, you know, hearing something and then like, yeah, I might think that it sucks, but that doesn't mean that I have to like hop online and be like, oh, just listen to this record from this band. Shit sucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, like it's whatever. I don't have to like it. I wish people would just go out and listen to the music and just like kind of form their own opinion, you know? Right. Which it, actually it, funny, ahead. funny thing that I, you know, kind of mentioned earlier, uh, is, you know, for instance, uh, speak, speaking of listening things, forming your own opinions, like I remember ceremony when I was younger was like a band that was like popping off. Like I loved like, I loved every time I saw him, it was like so crazy. Like, listen to violence, violence. It was fucking incredible. It was, uh, I forget what the one after that was. Was it still, still nothing moves you? Maybe. Uh, um, or maybe that was a song on it. Let's see. Um, uh, e- either way, the second one I thought was really cool, but then Roner Park came out. And I remember just a bunch of my friends being like, Oh yeah, like this isn't good, or like you wouldn't like this, and then I just like never listened to it. And then uh, after watching their set at Sound and Fury this past year, I was like, "These songs are fucking good." Who's like telling me? <laughs> Who's been lying to me? So I went back and like listened to it. And I was like, "Oh, this shit, is fucking cool." And also, I I had checked out the L shaped Man uh, prior to that. Okay, um, which you know. Because someone was like, oh, yeah, like sounds like New Order, like New Age stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. So. Were you into it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I actually liked it. Uh, Simon Fury that they had that shirt that said, I missed the old ceremony. Yeah. Because it, it, it's so funny that um, it's like such a thing that people like, you know, talk so much crap about their new their new music that doesn't sound like violence, violence. Yeah. Um, but obviously they think it's a joke and um, they don't care because they still keep progressing as a band with each record. Right. And I think it's cool too that they like, I feel like some bands either, either go like all or nothing. Like either like we only play our new stuff or like we know that people only like our old stuff. So we only play that. But like they just did an awesome mix of stuff, you know, and played, um, and you know, it seemed like what's more is they had they enjoyed playing all of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge uh, newfound glory fan, so mm-hmm. I, I always have to hear the um, the quote unquote fans that say, "Oh, newfound glory's um, only good record is like sticks, uh, sticks and stones, and everything after that is just uh, crap." And it just like blows my mind because I, I I love that band. Everything they've ever put out, in my opinion, is great. So yeah. um, it, it's cool to see them live and they honestly play a little bit of everything off all their records. Yeah, that's awesome. But going back to San and Fury, um, how was your experience playing it for the first time? I would say it was probably like the best. It was like probably the best run and like just most comfortable fest. I've ever played. <laughs> I thought uh, it's my first time meeting Riley, which you know he 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 seemed really cool. Uh, and it was 
dude, I had a blast, man. Like the, the venue was sick. It was like super nice. It was like central to other stuff. Like, and if I, I didn't feel like I was trapped there. Um, you know, it just seemed, it just seemed super well run. Like it didn't seem like overwhelming. It was just, it was perfect. Yeah. And things were actually, um, like running on time, which I was like surprised about because, you know, shows <laughs> always run late. Yeah. And how'd you guys just merge to, cause you guys like every time I, I like walk by, you guys always had like a long line. Uh, we, we did pretty well with it. Um, you know, we kind of, it, it, it seems like every time we go to do something or play something like, I feel like it always just sneaks up on us. So there's always a, a one or two things that I really w- wanted to do or would have wanted to do that I couldn't, but like usually get something together last minute and it works. <laughs> and it usually ends up actually being a lot cooler than I think it's going to be. So, uh, but yeah, you know, did well. I was very happy with it. Uh, are you guys going to do any uh, jerseys in the future, like newer jer- jerseys? Because you guys didn't have an intent period, but then you guys did the one, uh, this is hardcore, and you released some of those online. Yeah, we actually uh, have a t- similar jersey. Uh, it's different colorway um, that we actually just got a sample of earlier or earlier in the week. So I think we're going to do like a pre-order type thing and just kind of get a made to order. Okay. Um, Hell yeah. So that will probably be up in like the next week. And, um, you guys tweeted, um, like early August that you guys were working on new songs. Yep. Um, should we be, be expecting like a new record or an EP soon? Yeah. We're, uh, yeah, I think we're going to do a few singles. Uh, we're going to do, you know, I think we're going to do like, uh, I, yeah, I think, I think the next thing we want to do is like release like a seven inch, just like, or just a few songs, you know, and just kind of do a few of those. Just, I, you know, I feel like long format is almost unnecessary. I feel like at this point, um, it's, so, it's you know I feel like it makes more sense to like release. I I think releasing shorter shorter releases and m- more frequently keeps people more interested. Uh, people people are more likely to listen to like the entire piece, um, especially on a regular basis. But you know I know personally like when I'm on Spotify when I'm trying to figure out what to listen to, uh, a lot of times I just pull from my recently played. So, you know, if you're putting stuff out every four to six months, you're probably going to, you know, get a, you know, you, you'll probably be, your discography will probably be more frequently played because of that, um, which I don't know. I don't know if that's like, sounds like a stupid trick or something, but I think it makes sense. Uh, could be a good strategy, like uh, Kanye West he had seven tracks on his new record same thing with uh push the t and nas you know they all got together and kanye was like yo like we're only gonna do seven tracks um which was in my opinion was nice because it didn't feel like um like too long of a record and it felt like yeah like it was just like great like you know quick selection of songs and i could i'd put it on knowing that i could listen to everything and not have to 
um, miss out on uh, the like the high numbered tracks because I wouldn't want to wait that long or or just skipping over like filler songs to get to the songs that I actually like. Right. Yeah. You know, that's another thing. I feel like when you're when you're writing long format, like inevitably there's going to be some filler there, whether you want it to be or not. Uh, you know, there's definitely things that you'll go back to, you know, what, whether you don't care much about it as you write it or, or, you know, you go back and you're like, huh, this, this isn't as cool as I wanted it to be, <laughs> you know, whereas if, if, if you're releasing three songs at a time, like it's probably not going to happen, you know? Yeah. And when you guys came out with war, you guys had like that big rollout. You guys had that cool video on your website. Would you guys uh, do something like that again for uh, the seven inch or would you just have like a smaller rollout and just um, put it out? It's a good question. Uh, we haven't really discussed that much yet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if we figure out a different, uh, you know, maybe not the maybe not the same thing, but, some, you know, something, you know, equally is kind of. I mean, I guess I don't know if a video, if a video itself is out of the box, I guess the style of video we did, I feel like a lot of people don't really do much of, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we did something similar. Well, you know, when you do decide to record the songs and you want to, um, have a exclusive debut, you can always do it on jmarykate.com. Dude, I might have to take you up on it. You know, <laughs> um, I'm only kidding. I, I'm actually like uh, Keith Freeman, who's in our group chat. I yep. actually uh, talked to him about it before because uh, there's this other um, website that I'm not going to name, but they were getting all these like um, new singles of bands, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I I think it's so cool because obviously it drives traffic to the website. So, right. um, and it's obviously like about all like who you know like people in the industry um so i've been kind of like putting it out there so if any band um including yours tom you guys want to uh debut a track on my website i'd be super into it so yeah i definitely you know i definitely you know obviously i'm not the sole decision maker but i definitely be open to the prospect you know even even if not off this immediate one like at some point i think it'd be cool yeah, we'll have to talk um, behind the scenes about that and try to sort out the logistics. Yeah, we'll have to, you know, dis- dis- discuss it over churros on Main Street, you know? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We're, we're better. <laughs> for sure. All right, Tom, I've had you on here for about, like, in an hour and a half um uh is there anything you would like to plug or is there um what uh newer bands should we be listening to from syracuse uh syracuse uh edge edge control that's uh they're super cool this band new direction uh they're both uh, both straight edge bands uh dude they're they're sick and you know everyone in oh world of love that's uh you know, that's a few people from Trail. Um, um, super cool, and do, you know, everyone. Does World of Love have a band camp? Uh, uh, I feel like they do. 
Okay. I imagine it would be bandcamp.com slash world of love, but, uh, yeah, I, or world of love dot bandcamp, but they're on, you know, it's on Spotify, Apple music shit, you know, shit like that too. Okay. Wow. Uh, the one place I didn't look because I, I, I don't have Spotify. Um, so okay. I couldn't listen to it there and I tried finding it on bandcamp and I couldn't find it. So I'll look at Apple music cause I have Apple music. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find it. I'll link you if, if, you know, I imagine it's on there. I think they're using the same distribution as Trail, okay. uh, Trail Eyes uses, and you know that would put it on both. So, well, yeah. it's awesome. Well, is there anything you would like to plug before we say goodbye to everybody? Uh, so yeah, I think I'm. I don't know. Just go to Disney World if you haven't. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> All right. Also, straight edge. Straight edge. I like that shit too. Hell yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Go to Disney World. uh, Be straight edge. Sounds great. And um, Tom, it was definitely great talking to you. I'm glad we were able to get you on here before um, you went to Australia and Japan. Dude, I'm happy to be on. It's right. a privilege. All right, for sure. It. No, thank you. Um, uh, maybe we can get you on when you, you're off tour and we can hear about your crazy experiences overseas. Oh, dude, I'd, I'd love to. And, you know, anyone that anyone that found, found anything I have to say interesting enough to listen to an hour and a half, thank you. All right, well, there you have it. Uh, it's been another episode of the JMRK podcast. Always on top. I just want to see the light.